unforeseen showing no signs of slowing down. This week will be the biggest ever week for auctions in the ACT, with more than 180 properties going under the hammer. Real estate auctioneer and coach uh, Adrian Bowe joins us this morning. Uh, Adrian, um, this boom, can it keep going on forever? Uh, I was talking to a one uh, uh, prominent property investor here in Canberra yesterday suggesting that um, now's the time to get out of the market because if interest rates do go up by 1% over the course of the next 12 to 18 months, uh, it's going to see a lot of people, um, unfortunately, default on their properties. That's a good question, Stephen. Uh, Obviously, this particular boom has been quite an anomaly fueled by COVID, which was strange because, you know, we, we did start to see a bit of a levelling out. And then obviously, when um, we went through some restrictions of sort, the stock levels dropped dramatically, which obviously caused uh, that supply and demand ratio to to be uh, quite fragmented. So look, the, the macroeconomic factors are looking still very positive. And I think even if we do see a slight increment in rates, um, they're nothing like you know what you and I might have seen in our lifetime in the late 80s of sort of 17 and 18%. So I think people will, will be able to adjust. I think the difference is, and I mean, you were the auctioneer at one auction where you had a couple pay out $1.2 million over reserve. We, a lot of people are, um, uh, I guess, mortgaged up to the hills, whereas a, a slight percentage increase in interest rates this time around will make a lot bigger difference than it might have back in the 80s. It is true. And what we also forget, Stephen, is for the last decade, anyone who has taken a mortgage have experienced nothing but either status quo or reducing rates. So once the increment does occur, and the RBA did backflip, they did say it won't happen until 2024. Now they're saying end of 2022, which has seen fixed money already increase and variables to follow. Um, it will be quite unusual for anyone who would, who's taken a mortgage in the last decade, which would be millions, to experience a trajectory in the upwards direction uh, where they've never seen that before. Because a lot more properties are going under the hammer these days. What tips have you got for those that are uh, um, embarking upon maybe their first real estate auction that uh, where they're expecting to secure their first home? It's a really good question, and being an auctioneer now for you know nearly thirty years, uh, there, there is no secret to it. But I, I must admit, you know, I get asked this all the time, Stephen. And, and what I do suggest is. Look, bid early, bid loudly, bid confidently, um, bid immediately after your opposition does bid. And if you can, use a buyer's agent or, or perhaps or even a solicitor or accountant because one thing I've noticed when providing those recommendations based on you know experience in the past is I'd usually go up to the highest bidder and say congratulations um, you know you did did a really good job in competing and they'd say Adrian to be honest with you that was my last dollar and then I'd go up to the underbidder and say you know unfortunately you missed out commiserations and they'd say to me, look, I did have more to spend, but it seemed that that buyer was so aggressive in their bidding that I didn't want to um, risk it and push it any further. So, you know, it, it, that those tips around bidding early, bidding loudly, bidding confidently can portray that image that there's a little bit more in the tank when it doesn't always be the case. As, as a former auctioneer myself, although I never sold real estate, you're all, you, you want to... 
I guess, capitalise on the emotion that the bidders are feeling. But uh, if you're advising the bidder, I guess that's the biggest thing is don't let emotion get into it. That's easy to say, Stephen. But yeah, but you know, I think I think there's a, a there's a cocktail of emotion. Um, you know, obviously that that innate competition we've all got in us, and and frankly, a little bit of ego as well. But a healthy a healthy ego. Um, and now, especially even with um, the Asian culture becoming a lot more confident with the auction process, where in the past. It, it really again, it was against their culture, but the whole winning aspect of it now, I've found um, they've been a lot more comfortable with it as well. When I was uh, working in real estate, it was very much agents were, were very local. These days with the, the advent of the internet, uh, agents seem to not specialise in a particular area and will sell right across uh, um, you know, various suburbs. How important is to use an is it the use an agent that actually specialises in the suburb you're buying or well, selling in for that matter? Yeah, no, it's a very good question, and obviously technology has allowed agents to broaden their geography. However, I must say, product knowledge is critical when appointing an agent, and I do genuinely feel someone who has a track record in your suburb or surrounding suburb is important because they do have that duty of care to be able to talk about recent sales and comparable sales. So I still think despite technology may have diluted the importance of that, I do feel that you know choosing someone who has a track record in comparable sales is critical. And I want to touch on this one particular, and I imagine there's a, you know dozens of examples of it, but $1.2 million over the reserve, does that mean the reserve was set too low? <laughs> it's a very good question. Um, look, based on the recent and comparable sales, which is really all we can go off as agents, and in fact, even if you appoint a valuer, Stephen, as you would know, which costs you know, up to $1,000 and an agent's appraisal costs nothing, they, they would have come up with the same figure because you know, the, the only objective data they can rely on is those recent sales. I mean, there's another metric they might use based on rental yields, but that's that's a little bit difficult these days. So, no, I, I don't feel that it was, it was priced too low on that particular day. However, keep in mind, the auction was four weeks later and we are in a very fluid market. So, the market can evolve in a number of weeks where in the past it might have been months. Buyer's agent is relatively new in my experience, probably in the last sort of decade, 15 years. Um, how does that actually work? I mean, a selling agent has got to work for the seller and has got to exact the last dollar they can from the buyer. Um, how do you pay a buyer's agent? What do you expect from them and what do you look for in a buyer's agent? Great question. It's certainly a burgeoning industry and I assume it's 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 evolved out of pure frustration for a lot of buyers. So I've been doing this 32 years and the genesis of the industry was usually from overseas expats, uh, et cetera, who just didn't have access to agents. But now it's everyday families and buyers who just get frustrated. So I think the importance with buyers agents is they've got a commercial interest in getting the deal done. Um, you would interview a buyer's agent the identical way you would interview a seller's agent. Um, you know, the agent in Australia can't handle both end of the transactions. In the US, you can. And frankly, the remuneration is not dissimilar to selling agents, which is around that 2% mark either way, depending on which state of Australia you're at. 
it's, um, you know, it's something that I've never used, but uh, I probably would consider next time I buy property. Adrian, great yeah. to talk to you this morning. Appreciate your time. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, Stephen. Adrian Bow, real estate coach and auctioneer. I want to hear your stories. When was the last time you bid at a real estate auction and what was the experience like? Uh, did you use a buyer's agent? And did it help? What did it do for you? Give us a call, 